0: Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?
1: What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight we are recapping the penultimate episode of Mandalorian Season Three, from Navarro to the Great Forge and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve?
0: Well, all of us uh expanded universe fans are very excited about the beginning of this episode. Um Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh that's that's about what's up in my book outside of an outstanding and dare I say best of the season probably top 5 Mando episode.
1: Wow, top 5. Um I thought it was very good. I don't think I I may have not thought it was like as mind blowing as a lot of other people did. I thought it was very good.
0: I think a lot, um, you know what, in hindsight, because I I think I was listening to uh, another podcast about this too, where a lot of the, um, the people that have extremely highly ranked it are old EU people. Sure. Okay. So
1: that makes sense. Um, I know people that uh, probably hated it are those whiny babies who kept thinking that uh mandalorian was going to erase the sequel trilogy um yeah. and it was dumb to think that uh but I, and i've seen all along how it lines up with the sequel trilogy and now i feel like this episode really kind of hammered at home like no we're leading into the sequel trilogy yeah. you guys are idiots we're not going to retcon or erase or whatever episode seven eight nine like That's part of it, and we are building to it. Much like Clone Wars made the prequels better, this is. I believe that this is going to make specifically. I I believe they're specifically trying to fill the plot holes in Episode Nine. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Um,
0: it'll make the sequels much more (laughs) palatable.
1: Yeah, 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 and I mean, we. I guess we can get into why we're saying that. in a bit but Steve why don't you walk us through I believe I'm I, my guess is that when you say EU fans were happy you are talking about I don't I don't remember it was the first scene but certainly an early scene in the episode yeah the, uh, second council scene. Yep. council meeting of the uh, holographic leftover imperial generals or you know
0: yeah so the the first scene in the episode was on Coruscant and it was the spy uh, I cannot remember her name it was like
1: oh, B-56 or whatever.
0: Yeah, she met with a
1: probe droid there Yeah, whatever.
0: So she she hung out with a probe droid and talked to Giancarlo Esposito in his debut as Moff Gideon this season. Um, I know.
1: I didn't think he was going to be in this season. Yeah. I was surprised I, to see him.
0: I, I was thinking this was like the get him back, you know, get him back in the consciousness and then bring him back next year or next season. Yes. Um. Yep. Apparently that is not the case because. Yep. Holy shit. He showed up this year and Switched this, right to this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, so that was the opening scene. Um, you know, it kind of set the tone for the episode. Uh, you also got a couple of cool shots of the Coruscant underbelly. Um, yeah. always, always good to head back there. Uh, I, I would like to head to Dexter Jetster's diner and,
1: <laughs> you know,
0: have some, have some random breakfast with Obi-Wan, but
1: agreed. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so there was that, and then we go directly into the Shadow Council, which... Shadow Council, um, that's what they called it, yeah. Yeah. So the really exciting point from all of us EU fans was the, I guess, prominence of Gelad Pellion, who was second in command to Grand Admiral Thrawn in all of right. the Expanded Universe. Um, he showed up, I believe, in the last episode of Rebels, was his first canon, new canon appearance. Oh, cool. um, but the fact that they're using him to flesh out and kind of portend the coming of Thrawn um, is a really kind of exciting moment just because of uh, what he became in the EU and like he was kind of Thrawn's protege through the whole yeah. thing. And, um, you know, was just overall a great character uh, through the EU. He ended up actually uh Becoming the leader of the Imperial Remnant after Thrawn and after oh. the New Jedi Order, Yuuzhan Vong War, the basically galactic collapse, uh, and he was still you know an honorable admiral that like helped unite the remnant of the Empire and the New Republic, and really oh. fleshed out character, really good characterization, um, and just a, a pleasure to see him. In the forefront and them using him as a character.
1: Yeah. Um, those of you who don't know, this is the guy with like the older guy with a mustache yeah. that was talking a lot about we need to wait for Thrawn. Like, he was like right. really like not Ularn. Really <laughs> nailing at home. Like there's only yeah, so no, many old white Thrawn dudes is... with a
0: mustache that we can show and not expect everyone yeah. to think they're the same person, but this is a different yeah. person than Wolfie Larren,
1: who we talked yeah. about before. Right. And this guy was making it clear that he thought Thrawn was their only means of salvation yep. and Once he gets here, everything will be okay and all this kind of stuff. Um, Which likely will uh, be true,
0: but it's going to be a bit.
1: Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I think so. Um, They also threw to a younger guy who I am blanking on his first name. Start with a B. Brendel, but his last name was Hux. Mm -hmm. You may remember the name Hux um, from, what's his rank? General? General Armitage Hux. Gen- General Armitage Hux, uh, from the sequel trilogy yep. from, we meet him in force awakens and he's in uh, all three of those films. Uh, and, um, this guy's his dad. Am I correct on that, Steve?
0: That is true. And funnily yeah. enough, played by his brother.
1: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. It was great. You get someone was going to have some kind of family resemblance. It's yeah. perfect. Great idea. So
0: for anyone who didn't know, Donald Gleason played, uh, Armitage Hux in the sequel trilogy his brother Brendan Hux or his brother Brendan Hux his brother Brendan Gleason is playing Brendol Hux his father in this episode which is in this episode. it's it's just hilarious that they were able to make that work and awesome yeah. at the same time
1: yeah um uh the other thing I mean besides Moff Gideon requesting uh bombers and executors and um is that the call executors or interceptors executors. Interceptors, yeah, okay, um, and uh, the
0: executor was Darth Vader's starship or uh, okay, flagship, yeah, yeah. the superstar destroyer. That's
1: why I'm getting. Yep. That's why I'm getting confused. Um, he ordered. Um, uh, uh, I'm blanking on all these words. I want to say petroleum guards. That's not what they Petorium are. Guards. The Petorian guards. Petorian. That's like they petroleum guards. That's the only word I can think of. They uh, just Petorium smear you guards. with Vaseline, and that's how they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just gross and sticky. Oh, okay. We're done. Sorry. We got to walk away. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Praetorian guards, who you may remember from an epic uh, battle between a group of Praetorian guards and Rey and Kylo Ren in uh, the last Jedi. Um, One of the greatest fight scenes in all of Star Wars, I believe, in my opinion. Um, And uh, so another nod to the sequel trilogy. And if that wasn't enough in this same scene and Steve, I, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. One of, one of the shadow people says to the other one something about uh, we need to focus our efforts on Project Necromancer. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of that is this Project Necromancer is bringing back Emperor Palpatine.
0: Right. I'm assuming right? it's the, the program that made us Snoke and got us Palpatine back. Yes. So this is so this is the eponymous somehow, somehow. that uh, yep. Palpatine returned.
1: Yeah, and honestly I could almost kind of interpret it as okay, there's this really terrible excuse and terrible line in Rise of Skywalker. How do we make that an accurate statement? Right. <laughs> and the way you make it an accurate statement, I guess, is Doing all this in the background with a shadow council, you don't make it a big public thing that everybody in the first order knows about. You don't make it a big mm-hmm. thing. It's like this little tiny cabal of generals that are working on it. And it's a small project. It's not a big, you know, it's not like first order troopers are walking around. Hey, what about project necromancer? You know, like yeah. Kylo Ren doesn't even know about it. You know, I'm sure general Hux doesn't know about, it, you know, so like they're trying to, make that somehow Palpatine returned line make more sense. And it kind of does by like keeping it in the shadows. I feel like that's like the best oh, way yeah. to go Is about this? it. Like they have to do it in a way that nobody knows about it until it, until like we, cause that's how it has, how it happened in real life. No one right. knew it was happening until they told us he was coming back. And in the universe, no one knew it was happening until they heard some broadcast that, We never even heard in that movie. Mm -hmm. So stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway,
0: the, well, but that's the thing. (laughs) I mean, you said it earlier, uh, much like the clone wars made attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith better. Yeah. This seems to be trying to fill those gaps and make it so that some of the stupidity from the sequel trilogy actually does make sense when you have the full story. Um, yep. and, And that's, that's great. I mean, it, would have behooved them to maybe take that time up front.
1: Could say the same thing about the prequels, my friend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But (laughs) and I'm sure there are people out there that could argue that they could have done the same thing with return of the Jedi. There's a lot of people that do not like return of the Jedi.
0: Dude. Um, The Luke and Leia kiss. Like George could have thought about this before he had his, you know, he didn't his brother and sister making out
1: like that's enough. That's a thing that like, it, I, you could point to that when so many people and I mean, I'm one of these people that are frustrated by the fact that they didn't plan out all three movies. But like, you yeah. know what? George Lucas didn't plan out all three movies down to the detail or no. he would not have had Luke and Leia kiss in Empire Strikes Back if he knew they were going to be brother and sister in Return of the Jedi. They, he didn't know that. Dude, the That's, first
0: EU novel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye is like all sorts of twin yeah. going on. Like there's some weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. George did not plan anything in the beginning. Like, right. I hate that they didn't plan it now because of what it's become. Yes. But like, you can go but as far back as you want on it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a there's it's a tradition in Star Wars. Right. Hopefully, maybe maybe not one that will continue in the future. <laughs> fingers crossed. But yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then we go to the kind of the main, not really the main, but like the more main part of the story of this episode was yeah. the Mandalorian's. Kind of abruptly after just settling on Navarro and just meeting the other clan of Mandalorians, um, you know, awkwardly sharing a dinner together. Next morning, they get up and they all uh, leave their new found settlement on Navarro and they go to Mandalore um, to try to retake it. And it seemed pretty abrupt, but I guess, you know, when you only got eight episodes, you got to move things along pretty quickly. Um, and so they go to Mandalore to. Yeah, like find something great- so simple
0: as like a little. Two weeks later, at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. Something yeah, where it didn't like the, seem like it was within hours of them settling this new place in yeah. Navarro.
1: We're so we're so grateful for these new tracts of land that you've given us. We're about to get the hell out of here right now. <laughs>
0: Thanks, grief. Okay. All right, see ya.
1: Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. Um, but they go and they send a uh, small. Party down to the uh, planet's surface, including all of our all of our main characters. Oh, we didn't talk about Grogu oh. living inside of IG Eleven. Yes. as a little uh, vehicle. Yeah,
0: so he's now a Gundam Mac. Uh
1: <laughs> Yes, yeah, he's got a Pacific Rim uh, style robot yeah. for himself there.
0: Hundred percent, which um, has been used to great comic effect in this episode.
1: Oh my God, so funny! Yes. Yes, yes. 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 I was. Yes, I was this yes. close to titling
0: this episode just yes. 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 Yeah, no. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> oh man, it was so funny, and he's yep. like grabbing those like melu rons from the street or whatever, and squishing them, and then just has to keep paying. Like, sorry, no. No. Yes. 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 Oh, it's great. So good. So funny.
0: Um. Oh, and then uh, we also missed uh, the I am Spartacus moment.
1: Uh, of the volunteering
0: for the mission to uh, Mandalore.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yes.
0: Everybody and their We're brother was like, me. I'm going. No, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. Like, okay, yep, yeah, guys, come on. We know yeah. everybody that's important here is going to go. We get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like that was a little... I mean, I guess they had to show some unification.
0: Right. So after I guess after Grogu the breaks I up the... X Ex, uh, X-wolves yeah. and Pez Vizla battle.
1: Well that was that was once they get to Mandalore. That was on like Oh little, yeah,
0: that was yep. I
1: think the boat they were on there on Mandalore. Um but yeah, they had to so show some like um some coming together of the two factions yeah. there. So that made sense I guess. Um but yeah, it was kind of just like okay, here's our list of all of our main characters that are right. obviously going to stand up and say yes, they're going.
0: And which of these um, makes sense to go? Eh, maybe half of them
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly
0: why are we sending grogu i don't know yeah he
1: should not have gone other than that he just doesn't leave the side of like
0: the the armor why the why is the armor there
1: why and then why does the armor leave
0: hmm
1: why does the armor leave because we talked about
0: one spy and the episode title is spies
1: spies yes um And, uh, I mean, let's just go through it real quick. They get ambushed once they get to the – I mean, we can go back in detail if you want, but they get ambushed uh, when they're searching for the Great Forge by uh, Imperial troopers. And
0: this is after they 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 found some latent Mandalorians that were just chilling on the planet that somehow didn't notice when the last two trips to the planet happened Um, in almost the same spot. So that was kind of weird.
1: Star Wars, I feel like, mostly treats planets as if they're very tiny unless they need to be bigger. And this was a situation where they needed it to be bigger. But a lot of times, like, you know, someone says, like, oh, I can't go back to Tatooine because I'm like, you can't go to any spot on the whole planet (laughs) because they're going to know, like, really? The whole planet? Um, Meanwhile,
0: Obi-Wan Kenobi can hide in the desert on the same planet for umpteen years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Totally, totally makes sense.
1: Totally fine. Um, so, uh, a lot of people online are questioning the actions of the armorer and believing that the armorer is somehow in league with Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon? <laughs> moth Gideon. He's not a moth. He slaps away. Yeah. He did kind well, of fly, did fly away. He did fly in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> he did fly away in this episode. You're right. Um, and... Uh, My wife said that, too, while we were watching it. She's Hmm. like, I don't know if I trust her. This doesn't really make sense. And if you think about it, it could go either way, I guess, because it seemed kind of an abrupt turn for her to suddenly welcome Bo-Katan into her faction, allow her to remove her helmet, and go unite the other people that she historically has had no fondness for Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Um, She's been a staunch believer in the way. Yep. Uh, and suddenly, no, it's time to unite all Mandalorians. We need to gather them together. Like she says, we need to gather all Mandalorians. And then at the end of this episode, Gideon says, thank you for gathering all of them, all of you together in one place. Like he literally uses the same language. Um, And it is suspicious. She volunteers to go. She takes the first chance she can to go back to the fleet. But I feel like they're just going to blow up that fleet. So like. And you would think she
0: would know where the forge was.
1: Yeah, but I think a lot of it... I think the problem is a lot of the cities seem to be, like, buried underground. Mm, under the, so the glass. it's harder to find exactly, like, how to get there or where. But, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it seems yeah. like a, a, Like if you were there... If some of you survived the purge, you should know. And, they, I mean, they do find it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, they have, it's like... Uh, it's a bit of a drive, I guess, but...
0: And, I mean, for her, like, uh, from Concordia possibly mm-hmm. uh, you know, death watch related. I mean, her helmet is very Mandalorian. Um She gets
1: which, asked if she's death watch and right. she does not answer the question. She says death watch doesn't exist. Right. That's not a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. Like that is. Yeah. Um,
0: and then uh, our, our favorite moth uh, has a helmet that, Oh, weird. Also has uh death watch style mall horns on it.
1: Yeah. Yep. So things are looking a little iffy around the armorer mm-hmm. and a lot of people are picking up on it. So uh I guess we'll see. We'll see like to the extent to which she is involved. I hope they have a good reason why she would sell out because like, yeah, she believes in her own faction, but also I don't know. It's like she's, but like members of her faction are getting slaughtered as uh yeah. Specifically, Paz Vizla gets brutally killed by uh, the Petroleum Guards. Yes. After um, holding
0: the line, he yeah. gets fully coated in Vaseline.
1: Fully coated in Vaseline. <laughs> um, but that was a pretty brutal death for oh, the yeah. show. yeah. I
0: feel yeah. like. Um, there were a couple during that fight scene that were just like, there were like people getting double tapped to the head and stuff. And you're just like, oh, yeah. wow. We went there.
1: Yeah. But he gets stabbed several times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then just, that's pretty, pretty brutal. They kidnapped in Jarn. They kidnap our main Mm -hmm. hero, the Mandalorian, separate him from Grogu as the rest of the Mandalorians flee, um, back to the surface, I guess, of Mandalore. And we don't really know what's going to happen to him there because their ship is gone. They don't have a way back or do that. Wait, did they, they're, they're just far away from their ship.
0: Right. Um, They took the whole skiff. The
1: wait, no! Didn't the armor take their ship back to the fleet? To oh be, yeah, be wounded. Yeah. So they don't have a way off of Mandalore right now.
0: Hmm, um, you know, as one does. So,
1: as one does. So, very interested to see what happens and where it goes, and why it goes there, and right. why, if the armor is involved, what is the level at which she's involved. And it just seems like she wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something else. There's got to be some other motivation because if she's so loyal to her to the way and to the faction. I don't think she would sacrifice uh, members of her own uh, clan, you know? I don't know. Right. Could be wrong, but... I don't know. We shall see, and we shall see this Wednesday Mm -hmm. on the season finale of Mandalorian Season 3. Anything else you want to say about this episode? Yeah.
0: uh, The Imperial Super Commandos? Yeah. Like, he's cloning... He's cloning new Imperial Super Commandos. Like, that's crazy.
1: I'm sorry, like, are those like the troopers that came out at the yeah, end? Yeah, I mean? you
0: remember in Rebels yeah, yeah, yeah. and Clone Wars the the white armored, like the Gar Saxon Imperial Super- Oh, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. That yeah, I mean that
0: armor up. that was that was that armor. Yeah, and it's you're like, right. you know, that's so that's his plan is to basically create clone trooper mandalorians that are really really good at what they do and yeah that i guess so it seemed to work unless they found paz vizsla and he mowed down
1: (laughs) umpteen of them yeah (laughs) so um yeah
0: it was just cool to see that that in live action like we had seen we had seen that in animated numerous times but like yeah to see that that armor in action was pretty pretty solid
1: i saw at least one person on twitter um kind of like malign the fact they're like yeah it was a good episode but i'm i didn't watch clone wars i didn't watch rebels and this Mm. show is like leaning so hard into that lore of a cartoon that came out 10 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever like it's losing me a little bit because i didn't watch those and i'm not going to watch those (laughs) he's like i'm sure they're great but i'm just not going to watch those and I get that. Um, so I guess that made me think for the first time I was like, oh, I got to wonder if like people that haven't seen those shows, are they tapping out? Are they like, I don't get what's right. going on. Like, I, I feel like it's doing a pretty good, like significant, like it's making it work without having known that, you know, like that shadow council scene is still cool. You know, I like, oh, I keep hearing this word, this name Thrawn that keeps coming up, you know, right. Um, Every once in a while, like that still looks cool. Like you don't even know have to know that Hux is General Hux's dad or whatever. Like um, and things like that armor, like that's a deep cut for somebody like you who remembered that from the animated right. series, but like you don't need to know they just know that they're like super uh stormtroopers or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. You gotta wonder like if they keep and well, especially how's, like, you know,
0: you're watching it with your wife, how's she holding it?
1: Um oh no, she likes it a lot. Yeah. Right. So uh, I yeah I think I think they're doing an all right job, but I think the like, I think there's there's clearly some people out there that are like, eh, you know, kind of turned off by it, or just or not getting as much out of it, right. and maybe because they're seeing everyone else rave about like these little things, they're like I don't I don't care about. It. Well, and in, it's in be interesting honesty, It might when they, be those
0: people that are that are like tied in online, but haven't watched it.
1: Yes, I think like that, yeah people that are
0: trying are. to get in on the conversation that aren't there, whereas someone like your wife or like whenever my wife gets around to watching it, they're not going to care. They're just going to see the show for what it is versus realizing they're, they're not even going to realize that they're missing something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's if, if you do, if if you make a show, any show or movie that's in a shared universe, if you do that well, then it doesn't matter if they've seen the other things. Um, It'll be interesting (laughs) to see what happens when, when a so yeah. And or, but when Ahsoka comes out, we know from that trailer leans heavily into storylines and characters from Rebels.
0: Yeah, that's um, going to be it'll interesting. Be,
1: it'll be interesting to see if people can still pick that up. If they're just like, "Oh, look at all these great new characters that I love now." Yeah. You know, uh, how much background are they going to give you on the last four episodes of Rebels? You know, before you care about whether or not she finds this Ezra guy that you've never mm. heard of or seen before. You know.
0: Oh, to get to get people buying into characters that we've known for a bunch of years now is just like, that's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. The MCU did it.
0: Yeah. This is true.
1: Yeah. Like I remember walking out of Iron Man, the first, Oh shit. Just unplugged my microphone. I can't hear anything that I was saying. For the First two seconds. Um, I remember walking out of the first Iron Man movie with my friends and then after the post-credits scene and them asking me like, what is, who are the Avengers? What does that mean? What's that mean? <laughs> I was like, Oh boy, <laughs>
0: we're in for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So
1: anyway, now nah, this Wednesday, season finale, Mando season three, started slow, picked up pretty big time. And I'm uh, I've uh, someone I think it was it Filoni or Favreau described the final episode as uh it, like something that's it's going to hurt. I heard oh. something like that. Yeah. So great. Can't wait.
0: Well, if it's Can't going wait. to hurt, do you have any any calls you want to make any predictions you want to make?
1: That makes me think it's gonna be a death.
0: And my brain says like Din and Groger off the table.
1: Agreed. I hope Bo Katan is off the table.
0: It's that a, was gonna be my
1: prediction. Time. Uh Carl Weathers?
0: I think it might be Bo Katan. You think so? I think it might be. Oh, I
1: Because
0: they gotta be hit ha- I I don't either, because Katie Sackhoff is killing it. But yeah. like to make it hit and to make it stick. Right. It's yeah. Her or Carl Weathers, like characters that have been with us for a while and are prominent and like they've been featuring Weathers a lot more this year, which also makes me think that it might be him when you said that.
1: Or maybe it's something like, uh, you know, in classic Star Wars, maybe one of them loses an arm or a hand or something, or it's just like the betrayal of the armorer is like such a deep, like her, the 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 reason that she did it or the why is like such a betrayal that like that's going to, you know.
0: Right. Something like that, that throws, throws Din for a complete loop or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it would. Oh, it yeah. would. We might be seeing his face a lot more in season four, which by the way, we haven't seen his face yet this season. I feel like we True. get, we get a, I guess it's been in the final episode every time though. Has it? I think. Well, when he, yeah. No, it was the Bill Burr episode. Oh yeah, you're right. He did it twice in season two. Yep. You're right. I forgot about that. So we haven't yeah, haven't seen his face at all this season. So maybe uh maybe Wednesday. Maybe we'll no matter what Vader we're gonna Kyle get, scale. you
0: know, uh the Mighty Morphin Grogu Ranger and uh mm-hmm. go from there.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh so yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh stay tuned. If you're watching us live on YouTube, we're gonna end this episode and then come right back with a full weekly recap episode of All The new News. And it is it's a packed week. We got a lot of stuff to get through. Um, As Steve mentioned before we started rolling here, uh, the opportunities for us to go on tangents is all over the place. So I don't think it's going to be quite as long as the last week's two hour Star Wars (laughs) celebration (laughs) episode. But you never know. You never know. Uh, Yeah, If anyone missed
0: that uh, last week, go back and check it out. Uh, We had a guest on Tom Babcock. Uh, We ended up going off for about two hours and change on uh, hours. (laughs) on the celebration news and what's coming in the world of star wars so feel free to check it out yeah
1: yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of fun um uh but yeah check us out next uh we're talking a bunch of different stuff star wars marvel dc game of thrones um so stick around and until then thanks for watching thanks for listening and we'll see you in the multiverse